live from CUBE headquarters in Palo Alto, California. It's the Silicon Valley Friday Show with John Furrier. Hello and welcome to the Silicon Valley Friday Show. I'm John Furrier. We're here in Palo Alto, back in the studio after a world win, Mobile World Congress, Google Cloud Next, South by Southwest, and a lot of action happening certainly in Silicon Valley. The, the event season's kicking off and we got the cube out there on the front lines, getting all the action, but so much stuff's happened. The world is all about cloud, 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 AI, AI, machine learning, security. That's the top story and I think cloud is real. We just came back from our own big data SV event. Silicon Valley with, in conjunction with Strata Hadoop, and the trends are all pointing to the fact that the cloud and Internet of Things and artificial intelligence is driving a whole nother paradigm shift, and uh, we're going to break it down and get down in, 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 into the weeds and also talk high level on what's going on, the trends, and we have Brett Piet, who's the CEO of Jungle Disk, on with us, uh, formerly of Rackspace, General Manager of the Cloud. He's also a talk show host, so Brett, welcome to Silicon Valley Friday. Thank you for having me on, John. Yeah, I host a uh, cyber talk program on the uh, radio back here in Texas. Uh, we've got a lot of cybersecurity stuff going in San Antonio, and it's a, a great thing to get up on the air once a week for an hour. I can't believe uh, all the content you crank out and how much work that is for your team. You guys do an excellent job. Hey, we appreciate it. Well, we wanted to check in with you at South By, but the lines were around the corner at the Intel AI Lounge and uh, we had a full lineup, but I wanted to get you in uh, because we wanted to connect to South By because one, you were there representing uh, uh, Launch San Antonio on the board of, a lot of action. Your company is in San Antonio, CEO spin out from Rackspace, raised $11 million. San Antonio got a lot of action down there from that Rackspace DNA, but South By Southwest, you were there, uh, great scene. Um, culture, music, it's always been kind of like the world fair of entrepreneurship and innovation and creativity. This year, really some big surprises. Um, we talked about AI, but what have you? What did you observe this year at South By? A lot of Silicon Valley folks down there for sure, but what was the scene like from your perspective? Yeah, so I have a, a 20 year background in internet security and RSA had always been the only conference that security folks could get up on stage at. And uh, this year I could not believe the uh, amount of security coverage woven into even South by Southwest with the accelerator um, having a security and privacy path. Um, but really, uh, AI stole the whole show. I mean, you, you saw that there hanging out at the Intel AI lounge. Uh, I, one of my favorite sessions was one from uh, Darmesh Shah at HubSpot did one on bots and the rise of bots. And uh, the HubSpot has pushed out a, a free bot for folks to go try called GrowthBot where you can ask it marketing questions like how many people visit SiliconANGLE and it answers back and it goes and does market research for you. And this AI is going to be a productivity game changer. That's cool, and all those bots are awesome. But also the other thing is virtual reality was supposed to steal the show, but it got scooped by some, you know, obviously AI was, was there, but you were on a security panel. What was your take on that? Because security was weaved in there too. Yeah, I mean, I think as, as you have artificial intelligence coming out, it starts to transform the security landscape as well because attacks like social engineering have been very human expensive before, and now social engineering is going to be able to be done by these artificially intelligent either chatbots and even uh, voice calls now. I don't know if you, you've got one of these robo-dialers where I'm not sure if, if it's a human for the first 30 seconds of the phone call anymore. 
Yeah. What was the culture scene out there, uh, Brett? You've obviously 20 years you've been in the business. You've seen the South by scene change. It's, it always has a, a kind of a cool promotional aspect to it, but from a tech scene, but it's a cultural kind of a benchmark. You can kind of get a vibe of what's happening. I'm not sure the weather was kind of hot as hell on Friday and then it rained Saturday and it was freezing on Sunday and heard there was some snow on Monday, but what yeah. was the craziest thing you've seen? What was your takeaway? What's the South by uh, uh, walk away uh, trend? Yeah, so every year I, I go up and I, I keep thinking that South by is going to turn into just yet another corporate conference and it's going to be one where we all get older every year with our conference and, and we're the same group of people showing up. But I think South by has done an amazing job of keeping uh, it current and relevant both on the technology side, bringing in things like AI and virtual reality, uh, but also on the, the culture side, bringing in new music and new innovative uh, folks that are coming up with uh, interesting ways to deliver film content and uh, just new creative even film and recording ideas as well. What's going on with Jungle Disc? You got the security thing. So this is an interesting story. San Antonio, uh, $11 million financed. That's where it's headquarters. But you're a spin out from Rackspace. Rackspace, really early in the cloud. We first met almost 10 years ago. Um, you guys were um, you know, getting started with Rackspace Cloud from hosting to cloud and you were part of that trend. Um, tell a little bit about what the, what happened with this jungle disk thing, and how does it relate to the cloud trends now? You're seeing Google putting the big pressure on getting in the enterprise. Obviously, it's not as easy even for Google. Um, how what's what's you guys? What are you guys doing? And what's the what's the cloud story that you see? Yeah, so Jungle Disk uh, was founded back in 2006, acquired by Rackspace in 2008, and then Rackspace has gone more to mid-market and enterprise multi-cloud management solutions of these big apps. So they decided to uh, spin off Jungle Disk, and I, I purchased it uh, a year ago now, and, and we're focused on protecting the data of small businesses. Uh, with that, uh, over this last year, ransomware really started to uh, rise and hit the small business with the efficiency of now those criminals to use Bitcoin as a way to collect small amounts of money without all of the, the banking network fraud protection. Bitcoin has been pretty crazy. Blockchain, is that st stable in your mind? Because blockchain is also getting a lot of, lot of hype, but Bitcoin, I've seen a lot of hacking for sure. And I'm seeing a lot of kind of underbelly activity, but blockchain's going kind of mainstream. Yeah, I think it's one of those things is every time a new technology comes out, it's going to be this battle of, of good uses and productivity enhancing uses versus the, the uses for the Wild West type uh, criminal uh, activities. And with the, the blockchain, I think you're going to see a number of innovative uh, applications, not just the transfer of money on top of it, uh, but using it for a tamper-proof ledger, uh, using it for a tamper-proof tamper data store. Um, if you, you think in software development in a functional programming sort of manner, you could think of blockchain as a way to store a functional uh, variable out there in a and be able to share it across folks and keep it in a tamper-resistant mode. So uh, we're working on a couple of interesting things at Jungle Disk. We may uh, push out some free or open source apps that um, help our developers get the first taste of blockchain stuff in production later this year. So did you get any good steak while you were in the South by? I mean, you probably have steak every day. It's easy for you to just get, get a good piece of beef down in Texas. Yeah, so I spent some time up at the uh, Entrepreneur's Lounge, uh, which has been at South by for the last decade up on top of Fogo de Chao. So uh, they walk around there, it's called the uh, Meetup, uh, nice pun on that one. So 
Uh, I ate uh, a bunch of steak there on a, on a stick uh, while talking security and, and entrepreneurship. <laughs> what was the seat? What were the entrepreneurs talking about? That's 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 the interesting thing. A lot of young entrepreneurs. What's your take of some of the younger guns coming up as you guys were, you know, eating that good steak and talking entrepreneurship? What's the what's some of the ideas? What's the vibe like? Yeah, so one of the, the really uh, interesting conversations I had that night uh, was with a, a company called Previsera, uh, and the, the CEO there and, and one of the other folks in their tech team. Uh, they're looking at new and innovative ways to handle data privacy for all of us out there as an individual to uh, help us as we're using all of these uh, SaaS and social applications now. Um, and many of those apps were trading our data for access to the software. And, uh, they're trying to figure out if there's ways that uh, you as a consumer could still get access uh, to all those applications without having to exchange your data for it. What's the, um, do you think that the younger guys get what us old guys have been through? A couple cycles of, you know, fall down, dust ourselves up, get back up. I mean, what's the, what, you know, they just blind ambition or are they hard charging? What's your, what's your take on some of the younger entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that some of that, that blind ambition is what actually enables them to be successful because if, if they knew some of the obstacles they were running into, they would not be running at it as hard as they are. Um, and, and maybe this is like the VC model is one out of those 10 run fast enough to run through the brick wall that none of us thought was going to be uh, something you could run through. Yeah, it's a, as we said on theCUBE, uh, Alan Cohen, you got the bomb throwers out there causing some revolution. What's the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship funding scene like? Obviously, yeah, that was a question I had a lot when I was at South By in the AI lounge. Uh, the younger, younger guys and entrepreneurs are saying, hey, you know, John, what do you think about the, the Austin scene and the, the San Antonio scene and the Texas scene? And I said, I, you know, I don't know. Um, so I wanted to ask you, What's it like down there for funding? What's the climate? Uh, is there an ecosystem developing? Obviously you're in the, uh, the San Antonio area. Uh, you're involved in a lot down there. What's the overall temperature, progress, culture like and community? Yeah, so I think that uh, capital's moving around much more rapidly than it did even three or four years ago. Um, now if you have a solid team and a great idea and uh, capital believes you'll have the ability to execute, you can raise that money whether you're in uh, San Antonio or Sao Paulo or uh, in Mumbai. Uh, the capital is moving around the globe now towards teams with good ideas uh, that they believe can execute on it. Uh, so I believe you still have that critical mass in Silicon Valley and you get that because you have um, lots of teams there with proven track records uh, with new ideas that are going to look to raise money. Um, you're seeing more folks in, in teams like the, the one that we were able to assemble here at Jungle Disk choosing to be uh, outside of that valley itself. Uh, what's the coolest thing you saw at South by, uh, Brett? I, uh, the one thing I thought was pretty interesting was Mark Cuban said uh, the next entrepreneur, first trillionaire, will be coming from AI and deep learning. I thought that was pretty cool and unique and provocative. Anything that you could share that you saw that was that took uh, that that knocked you off your chair or made an impression on you? Yeah, so I mean, the number one thing, uh, being a security follower and a security guy, uh, there were the three different companies in the uh, South by Accelerator uh, that were using AI on the, the good guy side of stuff to enhance security. And I, I think this can be a, a huge game changer. Uh, one of them uh, had a PhD that had gone through and, and won the DARPA challenge uh, for the camera tracking before, and, and they're building uh, AI enhanced security cameras uh, to help folks from the, the physical security side of things uh, 
really exciting there. Some of the other folks are using AI and behavioral uh, activities uh, to eliminate passwords, and passwords are terrible. So imagine if, if you could have uh, AI deciding if you're, you're reputable when you go to try to log in uh, to a website instead of having to use a password. All right, Brett, thanks for joining us on the Silicon Valley Friday Show, giving us the update on South By and the uh, great story that you got developing down there with Jungle Disk. Great to see that entrepreneurial action happening, certainly coming out of Rackspace, an innovator, um, great customer focus, great technology, been, 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 and certainly you know the cloud. So congratulations and thanks for the commentary and color on South By, always great. And next time you're in the Bay Area, come by the studio. When we're down there, we'll grab a steak. Thanks for calling in and Skyping in, appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, John, for having us this afternoon. All right, we'll be back with more from the Silicon Valley Friday Show after this short break. I'm John Furrier. This is the Silicon Valley Friday Show. Robert Hershevec. People obviously know you from Shark Tank, but the Hershevec group has been really laser focused on cybersecurity. So I actually helped to bring a product called Checkpoint to Canada, firewalls, URL filtering, that kind of stuff. But you're also an entrepreneur, right? And you know the business. You've been in software, you're in the tech business. And I'm, I'm starting to get a lot of pitches as entertainment meets business. On our show, we're a bubble. We don't do a lot of tech deals like we're talking because it's boring TV. Tech people love tech. Yeah. Consumers love the benefit of tech. Yeah. You know, no consumer opens up their iPhone and says, oh my gosh, I love the technology behind my iPhone. What's it been like being on the Shark Tank? You know, filming is fun and hanging out it's fun, and it's fun to be a celebrity at first. Your head gets really big, and you get really good tables at restaurants. And Who says tech isn't uh, got a little pizzazz? I mean, More skin in the game. <laughs> in charge of his destiny, Robert Hershevik. No. Dancing with stars, of course. His Cube alumni. You're listening to the Silicon Valley Friday Show with John Furrier. Okay, we're back to Silicon Valley Friday Show. I'm John Furrier, uh, which is a great segment and talking about South By, but what I, what I wanted to do was share some great moments we had at South By Southwest. The Cube was headlining the Intel AI Lounge, uh, doing our original content with some amazing guests. In conjunction with Intel, had expert panels hosted by Intel, and they had amazing music in Austin, Texas this past weekend. We were there, again, headlining an amazing experience with Intel. I want to thank Diane Bryant and the company at Intel for putting on what, what stole the show, literally a line to get in all day, Intel's AI for social good was the theme. It was really inspirational. There was so many great interviews, uh, one with a terminal cancer patient, Intel employee who who beat cancer, stopped cancer with algorithms and, and AI. Just overall a home run, what a great event. And I wanted to share some great clips from that uh, event where we were, had some great interviews. The first one was um, an entrepreneur named Ali, who's the CEO of Ch Chariot was acquired by Ford and now part of the Ford Mobility. They're doing ride sharing and innovating around transportation. And take a listen to his clip around how transportation is changing. AI is going to take cars off the street. It's going because we are going to know where people are coming from and going to at what probable hours. And so we can run much more efficient routes and much more efficient networks, run larger vehicles, larger format vehicles, as opposed to single occupancy vehicles like you'll see on Rainy Street tonight. And so that gets me really excited because it doesn't only improve the yeah. human experience, yeah. it helps the environment yeah. and it's all good things. I can't think of a downside for AI in transportation. Well, there might be some disruption and some transition. Let's just take one simple example, parking lots. Yeah. What are you going to turn them into? I can't wait to see <laughs> parking lots converted into 
lower income housing into park, into park public easements, into public easements, into uh, into more so shared office is, workspace. The impact's bigger than people think. Uh, I mean, just walk down uh, Brazos Street or Congress Street. It seems like every other building is a parking garage or. Half of a building is now a parking garage. We have to stop building parking garages. We have to stop providing free parking both at yeah. home and at work so that we can force yeah. and transition people into different formats of commuting. That was a great interview with Ali from Chariot. Really talking about the changes in transportation. I thought that was notable. The full interviews up are on youtube.com slash SiliconANGLE. I got some more great clips. I said, love the transportation angle because I think there's so many things that are going to be disrupted. But he's just pointing at a few of them. Again, the full interview's worth watching. This next segment is Michelle Baccarat. She's a young um, Berkeley grad, now entrepreneur in New York City, doing some pretty amazing things with retail. Very innovative and creative, but she had a nice twist on something people are talking about. That is the future of retail. Listen to what she has to say. So everyone talks about like, oh my God, like no one's gonna shop in stores anymore. Well, we're a long way away from that. Uh, over 90% of all commerce is still done in the physical store. It's just that all the growth is in e-commerce. E and that's why everyone talks about it as this like huge disruption because it is like, all of the growth is in e-commerce, which is incredible. So at some point, maybe it'll completely take it over, but I, I personally don't feel like that's the case because we're humans and we crave social interaction. And part of shopping is that social interaction, that consultative yeah. nature of selling that I just don't, ho I hope won't be replaced completely. Okay, we're back, and that, that was a great clip by Michelle Baccarat. Now to kind of counter that clip, I thought it would be great to highlight um, what's possible and what's crazy sci-fi coming around the corner. She, Michelle, talks about retail's not going away, and I think actually retail, you're going to see change as a destination and be much more, more impactful from whether they're gaming stadiums, turning Nordstrom's into, into gaming stadiums, or some sort of destination retail. Certainly the brick and mortar is not going away. E-commerce certainly growing, but not going away. But Robert Scoble had a great comment. When I asked him, Robert Scoble is a thought leader and futurist, used to work with me at uh, my days at PodTech and uh, know him well, but he's also the canary in the coal mine. He's out sniffing out the, the new stuff and he's crazy smart. He's gonna check out what he's wearing. You're gonna like this, but think about what he's saying because what he's talking about really is the future. Listen to what Robert Scoble had to say. A new 3D map coming and it's a slam based map. So think about this space, this physical space, right? These sensors that are on the front of these new kinds of glasses that are coming out are going to sense the world in a new way and put it into a, a new kind of database. One that we can put programmatic information into. So think about me walking around a shopping mall. I walk in the front door of a shopping mall, I cross a geofence in that shopping mall, and the glasses then show me uh, information about the yeah. shopping mall because it knows it's in the shopping mall. And then I say, hey, hey, Intel, can you show me, or Siri or Alexa or Cortana or whoever you're Mostly talking to? Mostly powered by Intel. Right? <laughs> Most of it is powered by Intel because Intel's in all the data centers and all, all these glasses, right? In fact, Intel is the... Uh, manufacturer of the, of the new kind of controller that's inside this new HoloLens. And when, when I ask it, I can say, hey, where's the blue jeans in this shopping mall? And all of a sudden, three new pairs of blue jeans will appear in the air, virtual blue jeans, and I'll say, uh, this one's a Guess, this one's a Levi's, this one's a whatever. And I'll say, oh, I want the Levi's 501, and I'll click on it, and a blue line will appear on the floor, taking me right to the product. 
That is the future, and what he's pointing at is, to me, what will be coming on, that's great innovation. And that younger generation is going to invent that future. And the next guest I wanted to highlight was Brian Fonzo, who's a, a young millennial, but also uh, very much out there again in, in the front lines, talking, sharing. Um, he's a great guest, but he points out this new counterculture, this new culture that's developing for social good. This is the young generation that's going to invent those awesome, awesome virtual reality experiences. Listen to what Brian Fonz will say about the counterculture and about the new generation. I think everyone has always wanted the ability to you know, make a bigger impact on the world, but they also now, I believe, you know, I, chapter three of my, uh, my upcoming book is actually the future of marketing is social good, because I believe people want to know that what they're investing their money, their time in, has a greater purpose than themselves. And I think because they're able to be connected and we're able to expose cultures, I mean, my daughter says goodnight to Alexa when she goes to bed, and as if it's a, a human, and she's like, well, I got to say goodnight yeah. to it. And it's this idea where we're able to share, connect, and commuter, computers are as much a part of that as humans are online, and it's an exciting movement because I think it's going to highlight and amplify the good, and we're going to start to be able to drown out the noise and the bad that before oftentimes had a larger microphone, and now we're able to kind of equalize that. Brian's clip was great because what he's wearing is the new Snapchat glasses that allows you to, to do Snapchats without actually you know, having your phone out, so it's called Snapchat Spectacles. Again, great innovator, great guy. Our next final clip is Ben Parr, friend I've known him for years, formerly a journalist, then VC, now an entrepreneur, is the co-founder of Octane AI. They make chatbots, and uh, it's interesting. He knows Justin Bieber, and I asked for a retweet, and he said, don't ask for a retweet. Listen to the clip uh, when he talks about Justin Bieber. I'm an investor in called uh, Shops, which is now a like super studio that represents everyone from uh, Lele Pons to uh, Mike Tyson on like digital online, and they're doing really, really well. Uh, and it's like Justin's like Justin's best one of best Justin's best friends is the founder John Shahidi, and so it's just really random like sitting with my friend with John who I invested in, and just getting like a random FaceTime. They're like, oh, it's Justin Bieber. Say hi to Justin. Is like as if it was nothing, and it's <laughs> as if it was just a normal. It's a normal normal day in his life. Can you just have him retweet one of my tweets? He's got like a zillion followers. What's, uh, his, uh, what's so his follower you, count you, at you now? You don't want that. So <laughs> that, he's done that to me before. When Justin retweets you, or even John retweets you, thousands if not tens of thousands of Justin Bieber fans, bots and not bots, start messaging you, asking you to follow them, talking to you all the time. I still get the tweets all the time. That was a lot of fun looking at the South by Southwest highlights from the Intel AI Lounge where theCUBE and myself were headlining Intel's AI Lounge of which Intel had some amazing panels. We had great interviews. They're all up on youtube.com slash siliconangle. Uh, check them out, they're all in full full form there as well as siliconangle.com for all the coverage from our team. But that had a great time. South by to me is, uh, as one of the quotes was, it's like the world fair for interactive uh, creativity and entrepreneurship, the cultural uh, melting pot young and old were there, bringing in, of course got a music scene as well. Great, great vibe, and we were proud to be there. Intel did an amazing job, they blew it out of the park with their AI theme. And they had great steak, Leonard here, had uh, and producer Leonard had some great steak, of course I paid, um, and he got the biggest steak he could possibly get. Um, <laughs> uh, great time, and again, 
We got more action coming every Friday. Watch the Valley Friday show. If we're not in studio here in our new 4,500 square foot studio, we'll do it from the road. We're going to be at IBM Interconnect next week. I'm going to be in uh, DataWorks Summit in uh, Munich, DockerCon in Austin, Oracle Marketing Experience, Red Hat Summit, Dell EMC World, ServiceNow, OpenStack Summit, Big Data in the UK. We got more live coverage from the CUBE team out there. We'll be out, I'll be getting the stories and bringing them back to the Silicon Valley Friday show. If you want to participate in the Silicon Valley Friday show, go to my Facebook feed, facebook.com slash John Furrier. That's where all the prep material goes. So everything on there preps up for the show. So lay down your comments, share some posts, and engage with us. Thanks for watching, see you next week.